Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We, we try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hello, my name's Nicole and welcome to The Big Chat and today I'm very, very happy to be talking to Arthur, founder of The Right Tuition Company. Hello, Arthur. Greetings, Nicole. <laughs> Greetings, <laughs> I like that. Greetings, that's a good one. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very good, thank you very much, yeah. No, yeah. I'm um, busy, which keeps me out of trouble, so I'm very happy. Yeah, It's so for people that don't know about The Right Tuition Company, before we get stuck into mm. talking about you, um, tell people a bit about what The Right Tuition Company is. I mean, yeah. there's a bit of a clue in the name, but you know, for <laughs> those that a, don't know. Yeah, there is a bit of a clue. Yeah. Um, no, we uh, specialise in providing uh, affordable, small group tuition uh, supplementary learning yeah. um, in the core subjects of maths, English and science, to children right across the academic spectrum, so primary and secondary age local pupils. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about traditional learning. We don't mess around with computers. Uh, it's all about having a charismatic, invigorating subject specialist, teaching classes to children, getting them engaged in learning. Um, and at the heart of what we do is trying to offer a really rounded service. So yeah. we do lots of feedback. Uh, we do detailed marking of work. Uh, we assess children mm-hmm. um, to help them understand where they need to improve, but also give them confidence. Um, we have revision classes, mock assessments, all sorts of things. But yeah, uh, yeah we're just really uh, education purists um, who value education and you know, love extending it to as many people as we possibly can. Oh, and how long have you been going now? How long is the right condition? Uh, well, going? we started back in 2014. Wow. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's been about seven years now. Mm. Um, and we started with an empty building mm. um, with massive rent and rates, uh, no teachers, no pupils. And now we've grown to having um, a couple of sites in Tunbridge Wells and mm-hmm. Tunbridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we've got about 25, 30 staff now. Uh, most amazing. of them are part time uh, because they're tutors, but. Uh, um, it's a great team. Yeah. Uh, real motley crew. <laughs> you saw like a team photo of us. You think, who put those people together? Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's good. What uh, were you doing before you did the Right Tuition Company? Oh, I was leading a uh, short and undistinguished career in the city of London. Um, uh, um, uh, that was actually, actually in the interim, I was teaching in a uh, London primary school for okay. three years. That's where I um, got my teacher training. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just sort of slept, walked out of university into the city and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. But I'm a great believer in, despite having many sort of rather horrific experiences, no experience is a wasted experience. No. And it sort of points you in the right direction. So, you know, I learned a lot from that period. Yeah. Um, but I sort of found my uh, feet when I started doing teaching. And did you, so did you always want to be a teacher when you, if we go way back, to, <laughs> did you, was it, is that a surprise that you might have no, wanted to be a reason teacher? Why I'm, I'm, I wanted I'm, to be a teacher when I was little. No, I think it's fantastic. For me, teaching <laughs> and farming yeah. uh, are yeah, yeah, the yeah. most noble professions. Yeah. But uh, no, I say it because if you say it to my parents or well, mostly to my teachers at school mm. that I was doing what I'm doing now, they would fall off their seat and be horrified. Yeah. Um, it was a case of poacher turned gamekeeper. <laughs> I was. Um, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know we've spoken about that before, but I think that's great, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, and I've always really valued teaching, but I was probably didn't have myself down as going into education. Mm. Um, uh, but I never really thought about what I wanted to do, and I think there's a great need at the moment to help children bridge that gap between the world of academe, definitely, and then the commercial world. Definitely. And these days, you can start up a business doing anything. Um, uh, I. And I think it's very fulfilling, as as you know, to have yeah. your own company. And yeah, because it didn't really feel like that back. You know, if we're going back mm. without without giving away too many years, we're we're you know when we go back to that time, 
you'd sort of go and be told what careers you could have. You were career advisor. Yep. You'd be told what careers you could have, mm. and then what what education you needed, and then what university degree you needed, and then that was that. And it was kind of, and I think that's why I personally yeah. didn't get a degree because yeah. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do at the best of times. But for yeah. me, there actually wasn't anything. Mm. I remember I wanted to be a teacher because I loved English and I loved mm. communication. Okay. But actually, there wasn't anything that really satisfied my need at that time. So I just kind of went out and got a job and had a jolly old time. And that was that. So it was very different. Well, I think so. I think, um, yeah, I I certainly agree. I had a very narrow idea of what I could potentially be. But I think um, it's helpful to have some academic qualifications, but you can't put a price on going and getting proper experience. Absolutely. been a tree surgeon um i've been uh i've been worked in a pub um i have been in recruitment i've yeah. done sort of sold houses very poorly um, <laughs> what you sold houses poorly or uh, you sold poorly. houses poorly yeah. <laughs> uh, or a bit both. yeah yeah um, um so but from from all those it sort of gives you a feel for what you enjoy and the yeah. wonderful thing about teaching is that it's a people thing yes and it's about communication yes and I love working with children. Mm. Uh, they're incredibly funny, and it's so fulfilling when you get to uh, get a child to change the attitude in learning. You get them understanding concepts. You get them to be an independent thinker, an independent learner. Um, and I love engaging with parents. So mm. our model of education is lovely because you get to really engage with parents on a regular basis mm. uh, because you all share the same ambition, which is for the child to learn and improve. Yeah. Um, so it's really fulfilling in terms of... Um, you know, the interaction side of things. Yeah. Um, and I, that sort of plays to my strength. I think, although I run a business, I'm, I don't get excited by looking at a spreadsheet or a balance sheet. Um, I leave that to... Uh, Someone else. Yeah, exactly. Someone else in the Motley crew. Exactly. A nice <laughs> Scottish gentleman called Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you find, like, obviously, I'm, get, I'm getting a, a, an idea that maybe, you know, maybe you had a colourful, colourful mm. growing up experience and then as you got older sort of you say about getting on with children you do get on really well with children I've seen the way you work you've worked Mm. with both my children you're still Mm. working with my daughter and it you are great at getting out the best in kids you're brilliant and parents you are great that's very kind of you You are listen I mean you know you are because I think that um and I I say that to a lot of teachers and I'm very open with Mm. my um gratitude to people when they Mm. when they are great I have no problem telling people when they're doing a great job but that's kind of a superpower because I think a lot of us have learned over the past few months that schooling isn't very easy. Getting kids to do what you want. It was pretty bad before, before we had to teach them, but now we've had to teach them. I mean, I'm pretty not, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm not great at that. You know, my daughter's pretty, pretty fiery and but hold getting on. the best out of them. That's the thing. I think it's been an unreal situation because what you've done is you've been running a business You've been a parent and then you're suddenly a teacher as well. Yeah. So those are three monumental things that you're suddenly chucking all together. And, you know, there's a reason why we teach lots of teachers' children and head teachers' children. It's because you can't just take off that parent hat and put on a teacher hat. It's incredibly hard. See, you're doing it now. You're doing that thing. He's doing it where he's great with a parent. What I wanted (laughs) to see was... How? When did you discover that you were good at that? You've got you've got children, but small. Um, so yes, not I have that a, big, a bit yeah, bigger no, than that. Yeah, but. she's um, yeah, she, she is small. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's almost as tall as me. Um, no, she's three and a half. Yeah. Um, and I, the first time I really knew I loved teaching was yeah. actually when I left. Uh, school mm. and I took a year out went traveling around the world and one of the things I did I went and uh, was a teacher for six months in the middle of a tea plantation in Kenya Where are you? yeah in a secondary school where there are classes of 50 children and I'd done lots of j- jobs in the holidays growing up right from the age of 13 yeah. uh, and, and, and above but nothing had galvanized me in the way that teaching did and I'm a big fan of the English language it, I enjoy sort of trying to be articulate yeah. and colorful with one's language yeah. not in a profanity sort of way yeah um, um but uh it it was just unreal like nothing else and um i don't know maybe there's a meeting of minds i always think it's important to stay in touch with your inner idiot or what yeah. some people might call your inner child yeah i i, I like that so i i ended up getting on with children quite well i yeah. think i think there's a meeting of minds there yeah 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 um uh, 
and um, but I always talk to children like they're adults. I find that helps. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one for putting on a silly voice. I was voice. really good at doing that till I had my children. Then yeah. it started to become a problem. I used to always be the one that was always a, asked to be a godparent or asked yeah. to be a you know, great aunt because I would do that. Yeah. Not so good now I've got my own. Now I've definitely got that voice that tells them what to do. I was important to have, I think... Um, that voice when they know you're serious. Yeah, they still um, don't know I'm serious. But I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're getting at. So that's amazing. So you literally taught in a in a team. Mm. So that I mean, so it that was, must have given you a great sense of uh, uh, just on a different level. Well, it was wonderful because education in Africa is their one opportunity. Mm. Is either you squander your education and you end up probably working on the tea plantation. Or you really grab the bull by the horns um, and you progress on and potentially could then go to university mm. and then you're off, off and away trying to get some qualifications and uh, within, a, within a particular profession. So you see how much education matters yeah. and you see how excited they are to learn. Yeah. Um, and they really sort of take challenges head on and just have this relentless positivity about life. Mm. Um, so maybe... It was it was a bizarre experience of teaching, and it isn't anything like teaching in England. Mm. Um, but it gave me a flavour and an understanding that you've got to get up in the morning and be entertained by what you do. Absolutely. Because for four years, when I was working in the city, I got up and I was filled with overwhelming dread. <laughs> I was sort of sweating like anything on the tube, thinking I, I really don't know what I'm doing. I know. Um, and that's no way to live life. It's that kind of Sunday, um, you know, de- when you were younger and you kind of, it's Sunday and the weekend was over and you were going back oh, no. to school. It's that mm. feeling. If you have that feeling about work, I can honestly that's say, not good. I, I cannot remember the last time I had that feeling. No, obviously, me neither. It's, it's Monday today. Mm. And I just, the days don't really no. matter at all. Obviously, no. I love the weekend because it's family time. It's yeah. fantastic. But... No, I love what we do, and we're so fortunate to have built an amazing team. Yeah, um, got a great, great team. staff who just genuinely care. And I think mm. what's really important about what we do is customer service, uh, but it's got to be underpinned by a genuine uh, feeling of care and concern and wanting to go the extra mile and do the small things. Mm. Ultimately, we're providing a service, and mm. we want to give parents and children that rounded education service that they deserve. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, I think um, I think it's something that we do quite well. You do really well. Mm. So when you got, so when you decided this was something that you you had a passion about, is mm. that did you come back then and work somewhere else still, or is it was it? Well, no, I well, I mean, when I uh, when I left the city, um, I say left the city. The city wasn't sort of saying no, don't leave, come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you missed that train journey, I, didn't you? Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> no, but I, I going and working in a school, mm. I'm a great believer. I think we have some of the greatest teachers in the world. And I think often it's our sense of humour mm. and our way with language that enables us to engage children. Definitely. But sometimes I felt that as a teacher in a school, I felt a bit shackled in terms of how much creative input or your stamp, personal stamp, you could put on a class. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I knew I loved education, but I felt that I couldn't really express myself as mm-hmm. a teacher there. And that's why moving to a slightly different model of education, I went and worked at a tuition centre in Rochester mm-hmm. thereafter. Um, uh, and that really gave me a flavour for what education could be. Yeah, uh, We were told at school to keep parents at arm's length <laughs> um, um, because it might breed, you know, problems. Yeah. But that's the exact op- we have the exact opposite approach. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, you know, so I think it was really getting that sort of flavour of a different model of education and what tutoring could be mm-hmm. uh, in that small group environment. And one of the great things is that it makes it more affordable. Yeah. So our whole ambit, our mission is to expand the benefits of tutoring to an ever widening demographic. Great. So that more and more people get access to this because well, I'm 36 when I was growing, I was only really what I could term the anxious affluent who got access to tutoring. Totally. I think, and I think there's still a little bit of a stigma with that where it's, mm. you know, it's like we've had conversations about this where yeah. actually it's not, it's not like that. It's not. Everyone no. can have it as a real benefit to their children's education. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's so hard for school teachers because you've got massive class sizes of 32. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's very easy for a child to suddenly maybe coast or not be incentivized to maximize their potential. Mm. Um, 
And that's through no fault of the teachers at no. all. It's just the product of having a massive class size. And I think every child learns in a different way. Uh, they've all got the areas of relative strength and weakness. And you know, our model allows for a more forensic approach mm. where you can get to know the individual, uh, what they're good at, what they need to work on, and then really sort of target those areas so they can go back into school with renewed confidence and you know more skills and knowledge. So when you so before you set up what you're doing, I mean, did you? Because it's just interesting, isn't it, to think now that you're. Mm. really accomplished doing really well with it really helping lots of children and their families and yet you sort of came from an area where you're sitting on the train thinking oh my god what am I doing I mean did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you would be running a a business that was really facilitating helping so many people it's it's amazing when you think of it like that I think it is I think it is and it's a great sort of little lesson to myself that you you, and maybe others, yeah. that you never know where things are going to take you. No. I never envisaged having um, my own business, which would be where we're at right now. Mm. Um, um, but I feel, uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, you don't foresee things. And that's why I think it's just important to give things a go. Mm. Um, no experience is a waste experience. There's things about hurling your hat in the ring and... Mm. Um, uh, you know, sort of, and, and and running with it, really. And is that is that what what you did? Did you hurl your hat in the ring when you were like when you were getting ready to start your business? What was the? Because today it's almost there's been a sort of underlining quality that's been coming through the chats that we've had about what what was that thing that really got you to go right? I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to well, go and do this. Not a thought. Actually, I'm going to go and do this. What to was be that? frank, I thought I had little to lose. I didn't have a mortgage. Yeah. I didn't have a wife mm. or a you know. Um, uh, girlfriend or what have you um, uh, um, and I, I I think that sort of helped if I had you know some of those things I think I would have been a lot more guarded mm. about having a go and That's probably might have played it safe mm. so sometimes a position of vulnerability yeah um, can really be the first stepping stone mm. towards uh, a life that you may be or a career that you didn't envisage yeah um, um, I, so yeah I think I I think I've really had little to lose. Really. That's fa- that is yeah, and that I I I can relate to that actually because I got when I started my yeah. PR agency, it was literally because I was earning so little, and all the money I was. No offense to those that were paying me that are watching this now. Thank you very much. I love my job, but it, but they were paying me. But all my money, the reason I was earning so little is it was all going on childcare. No, I just had my son. My son yeah. was two. My daughter was six months. Everything was going on childcare, and I was literally getting paid. And then, with you know, I was coming in, and then I was, I was like, "What? What is this life? Yeah. This is no life for me." And actually, that was when I did because I just thought. So, know. how old was Reuben when you? Reuben was two, and Elodie was. Reuben was two and a bit, and Elodie was six months. That's amazing. And literally, I was just like, "Well, do I keep going to work three days a week? Never seen my children. Mm. Um, I had a nice car. Thanks yeah. very much. I had a nice car. <laughs> Have a nice car, and literally just spend all my money on childcare. Yeah. Teddies were getting all yeah. my money at the time. Yeah. And every time I dropped my kids off, they were like screaming, looking at me like, "Ah, you evil <laughs> woman!" So I just had that all day. So yeah. it was just not enriching me. No. And that was when I started to talk to people about, "Well, what if I start?" Because I was kind of telling people what to do anyway mm. in my job. And I just sort of talked to my employees and, yeah, and it worked out great. But it's interesting you say that because I had not much to lose or I didn't think I did. Well, I think it's actually quite interesting because I know that there was a big surge in people establishing their own businesses after 2008 when we had the financial crash. That's interesting. And obviously we're coming through something where, you know, it's really worrying what might be in the future, that all that mm. uncertainty but within that uncertainty, maybe it's very similar, that position of vulnerability that yeah. incentivizes people um, uh, who've had the misfortune of either losing a job mm. or are worried about losing a job just to bite the bullet and start up um, yeah. a business and be in charge of their own destiny a bit more. Um, uh, and I always think the pros outweigh the cons. Of course, Definitely. it comes with some, some worries, but I, I would foresee and always implore people um, who are thinking about it to give it a go absolutely can you imagine not giving it a go I mean I can't even imagine that now I think the only thing is you do become unemployable (laughs) 
I was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we weren't already before, it's just, you know, because that is once you are the master of your own destiny and you do have that freedom to work as we do, and it yeah. does come with a lot of stress, Yeah. then there is that element of... But it's, it's responsibility. I, yeah. I, I love being responsible for hopefully people, you know, earning a good living, yeah. um, uh, you know, doing something worthwhile, which I think has a place in the local community. Mm. Um, uh, I think that is... Um, really fulfilling yeah um, uh, and I think once you find something that has meaning yeah to both you and yeah. hopefully in a broader sense yeah uh, at a, on a societal level um, um, you know once you found it um, it's all about running with it and what have you found has been the most challenging thing about running your own business because you have got, you've had a lot of growth in yeah. you know in seven, similar period to myself mm. your business has grown and grown and you're still got you're still growing so what have you found has been the most challenging thing I would say um, the most challenging thing uh, has probably been, um, what has the most challenging thing been? I'm trying to think what it's been. I'd say sort of actually sort of managing, because my, in my inherent nature is I'm, I'm a people pleaser mm. and I want everyone to try and, and that's a, it's an idiotic attitude to have. You're never going <laughs> to please everybody. And I do still find myself going home and in particular, with your, you want your staff to yeah. feel happy, and I, you know, you you get to know your staff so well. Yeah. You feel if you're, you know, if you you haven't helped them in, you know, the perfect possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I find that quite challenging, and sort of just sort of taking a step back and not chasing perfection, just mm-hmm. more focusing on progress. I don't think I'm very good at that, um, uh, and. You know, I find I think I've got a lot of improvement to make on sort of a managerial kind of level. Don't think it comes naturally <laughs> to me. Me um, neither. I know. Me neither. I'm not. If you picked up a textbook of management, you wouldn't find anything that I do <laughs> in there. But do you think? Um, but do you think that with that as well, it's difficult because when you do run your own business mm. and you do have small teams mm. that are then growing to large teams, mm. management comes into it because you are a small company that's grown to a medium-sized company. Yeah. And it is a skill that not everyone's good at. No. I've started to get very good at saying to my team, I'm not a very good manager <laughs> because I'm really not. And I think yeah. they'd all agree with me. And I, I don't beat them with sticks or anything. No, but no, it's just, there's. I'm just not, you know, I've worked with some amazing managers mm. that just have a way of doing it. And yeah. I mean, you can work with children, so mm. I, that's impressive. But I find working... I find that very challenging in my business. And it's interesting you're saying that too. No, I would definitely say I find... I have very rarely do I ever have sort of interaction problems, or do uh, even my staff have interaction yeah. problems with the pupils? Yeah. Um, um, you know, you want to gauge expectation of parents and you know talk frankly to them. Yeah. But I think you know what if you get things wrong, if you're a bit humble, I think people really respond yeah, to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's okay. I think what I've learned in business is very important to be aware of what you're not so good at. Definitely. So you've got a team around you for a reason. Yeah. They can come definitely. and help you out with that. Yeah. Um. So being aware of, um, you know, uh, certain shortcomings one might have, but also just being yourself. Yeah. I think often you think you have this idea of what a business person is or mm. what a manager is. Mm. And I'm very glad I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. Um, because it would come across in a very false way. Mm. Um, I like people. And I think if you start with that as a, you know, starting point yeah um and are polite and considerate towards others yeah. then invariably it gets returned and yeah. you command respect through that and also leading by example um and yeah. hold your hands up when you get it wrong yeah definitely i mean it's i think that's it being humble and being able to say oh i'm not per-, you know i mean i think i did say to someone the other day i was like i'm only human i'm only a human being you know <laughs> i'm not I, because it is difficult and it's it's and it's all perception we all see through different filters as well don't we, we? do so, don't we yeah we you do know. i mean we definitely do so it's we all assume everyone sees us the same as we see us and it's no it's not the same it's not just men and women that are different we're all different yeah and when you when you figure that out it's quite liberating actually because you're like oh not being pokey with me just because I've done something wrong that's just their day it's just so I think you just have to be open to that and open yourself I think it's really important to always put yourself in this is what my mother always said from a young age put yourself in someone else's shoes definitely um I'm not sure it's not an easy thing to do though it's not an easy thing to do but I think it's a really good starting point you start Mm. with a bit of empathy um 
and it's easier to arrive at a you know that that middle point i often feel at the moment in the world you've got polar opposites you've either got here you got here yeah this gray expanse in the middle yeah. is largely vacated yeah. um but if you can sort of start from a bit of empathy you can meet in the middle a Definitely. bit more um, um do you think so. what's happened to us over the last year is as possibly helped us sort of you know strengthen those i mean look there's some people that have benefited greatly off and yeah. there's others that haven't and there's a little bit of a rub there mm. and there's some people that have really sadly got very ill and there's other people that haven't so there is definitely polars yeah but equally it does feel like i, I get glimmers of it feeling like community is coming back mm. and it feels like people are really appreciating each other a bit more and and, and getting definitely. ready and do you feel like that as well and I definitely feel that um, uh, it's palpable mm. when you understand um, or can see what's happened, be it on a health level or on a business level. Mm. Um, I, you know, one should start off by saying one's so grateful to yeah, have a business absolutely, right now. Absolutely. Um, uh, I can only imagine what it's like having slaved away to start something up from nothing to suddenly have it completely pulled away through no fault of your own mm. and to and to, for all that to go to waste yeah. to have to let staff go to suddenly think where is my income going to come from mm. i am i consider I'm, I'm lucky that i'm not in that boat as of today um, um and i do think that hopefully people when they see that and they do put themselves in other people's shoes um and they do see the reality of what's gone on over the last mm. year probably does give you a different perspective doesn't yeah, it it's just like if you so. travel abroad to different cultures totally um or you get out there and you meet new people it only sort of broadens your mind mm. um uh, and i think you become a hopefully a, a wiser individual for it mm. um so yeah i definitely think the sense of community is coming back and yeah. the importance of community yeah, um, definitely. And you do you do a lot for the community. You've done, you know, you've obviously we've worked together on some things, but yeah. also you do, you know, because charities have been hit really badly. They have been hit quite badly. Yeah, we do a lot of work with. Um, there's a great charity locally called AIM, yeah. uh, which provides, and we provide all the teachers, um, course structure, learning materials, mm -hmm. consultancy for that, and they're brilliant. They're head up by a um, lovely lady called Zoe Catania. And now we've, they've doubled their outreach. So they've got two classes of 10 pupils now getting free education. Oh, that's um, amazing. And the p children that fall just above the pupil premium bracket. Mm -hmm. So often that gets a bit lost. Um, and also we've got our p own pupil premium initiative at our Tunbridge Centre where, mm -hmm. um, where we started. We, off we offer 25% of each class mm -hmm. to receive the education for free. Wow. Um, those children from pupil premium backgrounds. Um, uh, and we don't touch the school's pupil premium budget. We mm. fund that ourselves. Um, and that has been wildly successful and has extended beyond primary to secondary Brilliant. pupils as well. So I think it's really important to do stuff like that. And yeah, we've worked on the soapbox and mm. other things like that. And anything that sort of um, brings people together. You enjoy um, that, don't you? Well, it's, it's the fun part of business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, I'm not one for sitting in a dark room <laughs> um, with... Uh, you know, sort of um, a balance sheet there. It's fun getting out and doing stuff like this. Keep going back to the people. balance sheet on this. I'm learning a lot about you today yeah. on this balance yeah. sheet. It's, it's haunting me, you know. <laughs> it's, it's keeping hard. you awake at night. Yeah. I think the thing is when you do start to when you do start to have those inroads into community as you do and when you're meeting all the different parents and all the different children or different schools and all, mm. it's it's a big scale. You become connected to lots and lots of people which is great because the power of what you can do with that connection. Well, I think it. that's the amazing thing is then when you can help people as well, it's like it, that's when it feels really good. Yeah. For me. I mean, we reach all sorts So that. I, I love the fact that are the parents of our pupils, they come from all over the globe. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there are also all sorts of different professions yeah. ranging from nurses to cleaners to um, uh, supermarket employees yeah. to, you know, big financiers yeah uh, we're a very broad church and that for me is a realistic impression of life i don't yeah. think there's that many professions where you get to see the rich tapestry yes. and the diversity of our society and we certainly do that on a daily basis mm -hmm. and we're all human beings um we all got our quirks um, um but we're all also all in individuals um uh, 
and yeah it's really nice to deal with a diverse range of people yeah. um, um no, it's really entertaining. What have you learned about yourself and your your business in the last year? I mean, I know that you've adapted. You adapt. Mm. You were very. I mean, we we've had a chat about this on your the podcast that we did together. Yeah. Um, you adapted very very quickly, and your Zoom classes were brilliant. I mean, you know, it really did help me out a lot. Thank you personally, because that was <laughs> not me. I didn't do the Zoom class. I probably should do the Zoom class, but no, certainly for Ruben, it was it was great to have that in modes. Yeah, but was, how did you find that? Are you going to do? Are you going to keep doing online? We have maintained. We're all but, but at Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells. We're back to face to face learning. However, we've kept an online Zoom presence. Okay. Um, um, for a range of GCSE and primary classes. Yeah. Because yeah, that's one of it the works. good things to come. It does work, and for some people, that's still something they really want to. Um, focus on rather than face-to-face yeah. -face learning yeah um but there's so many things you could transfer from um small group uh learning in person yeah like on zoom you can get pupils questions get answered immediately yeah um it's very interactive they love the technology yeah um and it can work but yeah we had to literally change overnight yeah. and i said it's sod's law that i sort of um went to great lengths to start a non-computer based <laughs> approach to learning <laughs> I, but look at how. But look, I uh, mean, it just shows, doesn't I it? I learned how to copy and paste. No joke. When I left university, I I had never messed around with the computer. I was outside causing mischief as 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 a youngster. I was never on a computer, mm. and I went to a really good school and all that. Mm. But I never did sort of. I, I used it to type up my essays. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Um, uh, but technology is like some of us are better with it I can kind of, my yeah. team would definitely vouch for me being someone that's not good with technology I'd have you down as someone who's quite good with technology no I've just got a really good team yeah. a really good team and it's that thing again that's isn't it knowing what you don't know like knowing what you don't yeah. know and what you do know but even yeah I mean I regularly Tanya and Suzanne in the office will be like <laughs> they just come and stand near me and I can't make things work. But you, but your company as a business, mm. you adapted really well and we, really quickly. I think it was a, that's a, yeah, it was really important to be versatile. Yeah. Um, uh, and to act quickly. Yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah, it was uh, a substantial change to how we operated because it's not just that it's sort of getting learning materials to pupils. Some pupils didn't have printers, so you might have to go and deliver learning mm -hmm. materials to houses. Um, some houses would be in a you no know, our parents single parent with four children doesn't have a quiet space yeah. to learn yeah um, um, so you have to think creatively about how you could make that work for them mm -hmm. um, uh, and ultimately we're really proud of the fact that there was no break in children's learning no um, we never missed a single class we maintained this the dynamic service we offer in terms of feedback and marking of work and assessment um, and our teachers did brilliantly mm. because you know it's um it's not no it's you've got to get get your head around the technology mm. uh, and work out how to apply your skills in that through that medium yeah and they were fantastic brilliant and do you think it's something that you'll um you like has it brought up ideas for other things that you can do coming out of this um I still uh, am adamant I, I will still can I'll continue an online presence via Zoom however. You know, we are a people business where we do love the face-to-face -face interaction. Yeah. So, you know, we're really pleased to be back in the classroom. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And the children love seeing their friends again. Yeah. Um, uh, and, that's, uh, and that's great. But I think undoubtedly we will come out of this in a very different place. And, I think so. Um, you know, I, I think I've certainly done a lot more of, you know, be it podcasts or whatever. I was going to say to you, you definitely, I think now people yeah. know you um, mm. as as the person behind the company, I think that people know you very well now and they've got to understand a bit more about you and what you're about and everything to do with the company rather mm. than just the company, which I really like. Yeah. And I think it has brought about more advertising mediums of what we do as a whole through the power of podcast and speech. And you, you like, like doing that, don't you? Yeah, I, I really do. You like talking to like, people. I really like talking to people. Yeah. But like yourself, I think it's important to get to know the individual mm. um behind um the company um uh, and not just listen to hearsay yeah. Um, yeah. um uh, and uh, yeah i think it's important to have a presence mm. um i think part of leadership is to be out there you know sort of you know putting your head above the parapet definitely um, uh, i have worked with people before who you know you might sort of you know, don't put the head above the parapet and then sort of think that everything's great. But I think, you know what, I want 
people, I think you, I never mind if people make mistakes because it shows you're having a go. Of course it does. Um, I'd far rather somebody makes the odd mistake here and there from having a go rather than someone just plays it safe and does nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I think it t- says a lot more about the substance of that individual as well. It definitely does. And also your organisation is what you it's, <laughs> it's what you represent, isn't it? No, but do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I think it's, it's just real. It's just mm. people. People are people are real at the end of the day. And also, it's I. I'm always really interested to understand the person behind a business, like, mm. you, like you've just said there. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you it's are very you're, well. yeah. You're a very charismatic character, and it also makes sense why you get on the way you do with your with your team, with the kids. They all love it. I mean, they do. They get and the parents. You are very good with. So I I think I, I really enjoy it. Um, uh, but um, uh, I. I think you know you've got to play to your strengths. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've learned that if you're interested in something, yeah, or you know, or people, or yeah. whatever that might be, that is the ultimate starting point yeah. for hopefully having a productive and successful, yeah, um, product yeah. or um, business. So yeah, I think uh, you know. It, you've got to play to your strengths. Yeah. Um, I have. I'm a deeply flawed human being. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have many, many faults. I don't know about deeply. But like, give I, yourself a little yeah, bit of a break yeah. there. But I. Well, you know. Um, uh, I. But you know. I. I think. I just feel very lucky to get up in the morning and just really enjoy work and have wonderful people to work with and do no days, two days the same. Yeah, that's you know, great. Uh, you never know who's going to be knocking on the door of the centre or who's going to be telephoning. Um, you know, every child's different and it always keeps you on your toes. Absolutely. Um, uh, and what can we expect to see more of from from you as a as an organisation? You know, what would you like to do more yeah. of and what can we expect to see more of? Well, what I'd really like to do is give more teachers the opportunity to do what I've done mm-hmm. and set up um, a, you know, their own tuition business. Yeah. It's a very sad statistic that, that a lot of teachers become disillusioned and 75% of teachers actually leave the profession inside the first five years. So do I think really? I really want you know, there to be changes made in mm. mainstream education, which incentivize and encourage teachers mm. Um, you know, to stay in the profession. Mm. Um, I mean, you come out of this, you think, well, who are you valuing? Nurses, you know, know, what do they deserve to be paid? Or a teacher, what do they deserve to be paid? Or how are you going to remunerate them in in different, or value them in different ways? But, you know, our model of education, I'd love to get more... more teachers maybe spreading their influence through Mm. setting up a centre. And we've got exclusive learning materials and a programme of action um, uh, which um, is unique and I'd potentially like to franchise that. And I've written a few documents about sort of how to go about sort of setting up a... It's almost like mentoring a bit in a way. Well, I think that's the next big thing in education. Yeah, I do too. I think sort of companies as well, touching base with schools and helping them give them career advice yeah someone to talk to someone Absolutely. to sound ideas off and give them some work experience yeah um i think there is a bridge to be um provided between there and i think sort of you know there's corporate and social responsibility about you know helping you know um people just be enlightened towards what what you could put Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it really, I mean, it, even my experience recently of coaching, I've started coaching and yeah. it's just, it's phenomenal when you see you can get the best out of someone by just showing them what their best is. Well, is your, you're I mean, providing it's just, an you're objective not, viewpoint. Yeah, you're, but you're not yeah. giving, you're not, you're not feeding them, you're teaching them to feed themselves. Mm. It's a very interesting way of, of Great. it's just, it's, but when people see their own potential, mm. it's unbelievable. Like well, the power, want... then it's like, it's You said just... you wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> I would argue that sort of, you know, teachers, a good teacher doesn't sort of just spoon feed. Yes, absolutely. They leave someone up the path and then they, the person can hopefully decipher things for themselves yeah. or have a bit more clarity about what it is. Yeah. And you just give them a little nudge. And yeah. I suppose that's, you said you wanted to be a teacher. I think, you know, you, you could interchange coach with a, uh, just met many hats I wear, many as you hats, know. Many, many hats. hats. You, you, you do love a name. hat. I know yeah. it's all in the name. But also, <laughs> it's like you're saying there with 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 actually talking to teachers as well. It's like that mentoring. It is bringing out the you know showing them possibilities because that's incredibly sad if someone spends all their life wanting to be a teacher yeah. or getting into that career and then thinks I can't do it. 
I've got friends that are doctors yeah. that have been doctors and mm. they literally just got burnt out and couldn't yeah. do it because of the system that was in place. Mm. And then there, there is now more opportunity for people to still go off and not say goodbye to all of that and take the best bits and go and do something else with it. And that's really what you've done, I would well, say. Well, I think it's really interesting what you say there because I think actually coming out of what we've been through in the last year or so, I think people will have, have reevaluate how they have their work-life balance. Mm. You mentioned the Definitely. doctors who are burnt out. Yeah. I know that teachers, yes, teachers get holidays, but there's a reason why they get those holidays, because when they're doing term time, you yeah. really don't get, um, you know, any, you're always most nights up till 11 o'clock. And you know, how do you want to live? Do you want to live to work or work to live? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a better balance to be struck yeah. um, where you can place more importance on other things in life yeah. and, you know, one's profession or business mm. or whatever can be um, a stepping stone towards uh, or, or a means for a different sort of life to lead. I think so as well. And do you think that there'll be more, um, I mean, <laughs> dare I say it, do you think there'll be some people wanting to homeschool their children now? Because I feel like as a country, mm. we don't really do... I mean, I could be quite naive about this, to mm. be fair. I'm not probably not well-versed enough to sort of comment on it fully. But it doesn't seem to me like we are, a nation, as a nation, one that does lots and lots of homeschooling. But do you no. think now that there's going to be a rise in that and, and people... Because I know some people really do want to just homeschool their children now. Not me, yeah. but everyone else. I'm really happy for my children well, to go back. It was so all... are they. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you'll probably fall into, actually. I talked about this grey expanse in the middle. Yeah, I'm in the grey. I think, I, think, I think they're actually sort of probably, you know, thinking absolutely not. Or, yeah. Or but I think um, it, already before, it was a burgeoning sector. There was some. There was More and more yeah. people turning to homeschooling. Mm. Um it's quite intimidating because once you do get taken out of school, you're completely off grid. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, I think it takes a particular human being yeah. to um, take that on and all credit to them. Um, uh, and I think there will be different schools of thought about, you know, whether you want to take your child out of, you know, the social aspect of yeah. school. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. There's a lot to consider. But I've rather seen than it just operate the, on yeah. a very successful um, mm. uh, level with a number of people who've also come to our centre um, yeah. uh, and um, it's worked really well. I don't think it's for everyone. I don't think it's for the no. majority. Um, but m quite possibly it maybe gave people a, an idea of what it could be well, it's like. It's like work-life balance again, isn't it? Mm. And even though I don't think that homeschool yeah. is for me, doesn't yeah. mean it's not for some other people. So exactly. I think it's it's all relative to how we feel, isn't it? I think it'll be more, hopefully it'll be more... Um, accepted yeah uh, i think maybe and supported the, the, well, you yeah, would people hope. might think you oh that's a bit rogue yeah you know, you know, being a homeschooler but actually i think it maybe normalized it a bit more which is a good thing well i think normal i think and normalizing it's funnily enough we did a chat recently with with hugh whittaker did all this, mm, yeah. this work in here and it was like we were talking about that whole kind of you know where graffiti art was not really it was like still a bit like oh you're doing that and tattoos and it does feel like we're having this bit of a normalization have tattoos? i have a few yeah I mean, you know yeah i have a few but we have that sort of normalization of um you know what's acceptable and what yeah. isn't we're just I, I like that i like the fact that we're getting back back to that again yeah a bit more oh i definitely think I, you know people don't look down the i mean i don't have to look i don't have to show you a picture of my dog on my phone i'll just show you on my wrist if i need to <laughs> i mean it's just a time saving that's device. brilliant <laughs> but it's but it but it is that thing where people always used to say to me well you've got tattoos because they didn't think i had tattoos everyone's got a tattoo these days exactly. don't they I feel rather I left quite, out. I felt quite special. I tell you what, I'm going to go get a just... tattoo when we leave. Uh, I Maybe want to, not just as you I leave. Want to fit in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that funny now that now you have to have a tattoo to fit in? Whereas before, if you had tattoos, you were the one that didn't fit and, in. And, you know, so and also, I think it's very normal. Cycles. I've noticed it's now normal to have a tattoo on your neck as well. <laughs> before, I think, you know, if I was growing up when I was a child, I was like, what is going That's on what there? That's what I mean. But now. actually, it's perfectly normal. No tattoos in your face, though, please. I mean, I've got a few friends yeah. that got tattoos in their face. It's all good, but I don't know if that's a look you could carry off, Arthur. I mean, maybe you could, but... Well, I think, think it would be marked improvement. Um, if you're <laughs> going to impulse walk out of here today with anything, please don't go and get a tattoo. Oh, I don't no. think your wife or child would talk to me again. I don't. Well, yeah. But it's yeah. A nice that there is a more acceptable around homeschooling, around all these, you know, education, around different professions. I, I think starting a business. It feel, you know, could we possibly have what the Roaring Twenties had? You know, well, that people say surge. Does, yeah, I know. People say it does go in the... In 40-year cycles. Yes. You know, the Roaring Twenties, the Wouldn't 60s. Wouldn't that be fabulous? 
Um, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it's you touched on the word acceptance. Um, and I think that's really uh, such an important word for me. Yeah. I, I never thought about the meaning of the word acceptance, but I certainly, when I was young, I, I always sort of, I don't know, I, I sort of would always put my opinion across quite forthrightly. <laughs> I got called Sir Rancelot at university <laughs> by my course mate. I, 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 uh, I think I, I, it was a great. feather in my cap at the time, but actually I realised it was <laughs> deeply derogatory. Um, um, but actually, being accepting of others, yeah. and I'm a great believer in, just keep your side of the street clean now. Yeah. You know, I can't have control over what other people do. No. Um, and it is not my right um, to sort of impose my opinion. Absolutely. All you can try and do is keep your side of the street clean, um, make the most of things. Yeah. Um, and accept uh, things for how they are. I think that's. I think that is. That I think that is key. I think mm. it's literally your own. You are only in control of your own actions, and mm. but you do have control over them, and your thoughts, and the words that come out of your mouth. And we can do our best to educate those around us and our yeah. children and all the rest of it but ultimately you can only do what you can do absolutely which no. is um interesting yeah. what would you say to anyone out there that wants to set up a business regardless of what sort of business mm. you own what would be any advice that you could give them um my advice um <laughs> for what lose it's everything <laughs> and then you've had nothing to no, lose <laughs> I would, yeah <laughs> help me but I don't think it's um you know the the right way to go about things necessarily but whatever you try and do I think putting your all it's very trite but the more you put in the more you get out Mm. and whatever you turn your hand to I think it's about really giving things a proper whirl and not saying no to opportunities yeah um just in the last week Mm. I've had a couple of meetings with people that I'll be frank I didn't really want to I, have, I thought, what was the point of me doing this? Thanks, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> no, no but, not you, Nicole. But it's, but it's been good. Like, and, so opening and doors, you wouldn't myself, and it was, yeah. and, I, and I'm kicking myself having that point of view because mm. I got so much out of that. That's brilliant, And though. it was wonderful to just, well, I, th- I couldn't envisage how it might have a purpose, but yeah. it was a great, like, sort of um, meeting. It presented lots of opportunities. Yeah. And... I think it's about giving your all um, uh, and not saying no uh, to things and just being open-minded about yeah. it. Um, uh, it's really, really important. Um, but yeah, in terms of starting up a, you know, a business, uh, I would say that you have to be also be prepared for a period of real hard graft. Yes. It doesn't come, I don't believe in the something for nothing culture. No. No, you, as no you such know. thing as a free lunch. No, I said that very thing to my mum the other day. She asked me if she should buy an iPad, and it was slightly less expensive. I said, "Mum, all I can say is there's no such thing as a free lunch." But it's that. But it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It comes with hard work. It You're does. Right. Yeah, it, it's rewarding. It it does. You know, it's really competitive mm. out there. Um, uh, and you know what? Things might not go swimmingly. Yeah. And I think you learn a lot more about yourself or your business mm. when the chips are down and how you respond to that, as opposed to when things are going great and everyone's sort of high-fiving each other. Um, uh, totally. Everyone goes through ups and downs. You look at any one of these mega affluent business people, mm. um, most of them have been insolvent at one stage. So, and this, And that is a very interesting fact that actually for people, I know there was a time when, you know, you could look at something and think, oh my God, that person's had a lot of businesses and they've mm. had a lot and they've they've actually, some of them have failed, so they can't be very good. Mm. But actually, what I've realised over the past decade is actually that's testament to how much they've tried because yeah. it only takes one... It only takes one thing to really be the thing that you love, yeah. to be a success. Completely. But all those other things, like you say, are just experience. And I totally agree there's no such thing as bad experience. And it, there's only experience. And the, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the weird way that the world is, the thing that works probably is going to be the thing you didn't envisage being you yeah. know, the idea. Totally. Um, um, but I... I think they did a very interesting study about how Japanese and Canadian children respond to failure. Mm. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know whether this is symptomatic of all the Western world, East versus West, mm. but Japanese children just motivated by, they might fail at first and they get excited, they get more galvanized, they get invigorated by actually getting it right mm. and return again mm. um, with vigor 
and determination. And sometimes I think sort of, you know, and then the Canadian children often sort of got quite dejected. Mm. But I think that was really, you know, sort of, it's, it's, you should never fear failing. Yeah. I went through a lot of life actually fearing the idea of failure. Yeah. And it's a short term. It works in short term, but it can have catastrophic consequences. But, you know. Will you remain stuck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's relevant for a lot of things, not just business. But if you're scared of failure, you're guaranteed, you know, if you believe that you're only going to ever get this and you don't stretch for that, guess what? You'll only ever get this. Yeah. But that's You'll why never... it's, it's, you can't be an island. You, you've got to no. have people around you. You know. <laughs> I think I feel like we need to write a little book of these little sayings after. Let's we just could, get cracking. <laughs> we could, yeah. we yeah. go for a long time. I know. Thank you yeah. so much for coming Thank in. Thank you so much for having it's me. So it's so nice really to, to chat to you. you. Yeah, and I I look forward to more chats. Yeah. There's a lot more chatting you yet, Arthur. Always, always. So yeah. if people want to find out more about the Right Tuition Company, tell them where to go. Yeah, if you. Um, want some extra help with your child's education uh be extra support or maximize mm-hmm. their potential or you might be thinking about gcse's mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of children i think you know there aren't yeah. gcse's now but actually you're still going to be assessed mm-hmm. in may and june time um, um so we have revision courses and you know broader help with children's education uh, you can get in touch with us at uh in the center of town in yeah. tunbridge wells 83a mount pleasant road opposite Brilliant. the war memorial next to starbucks next to starbucks <laughs> yeah they're closed we're not bring Come them a in. cake yeah <laughs> um uh, and um and also our tunbridge center where we operate out of tunbridge grammar school but yeah. um yeah you can uh, go on the website the right tuition company yeah and um, drop us an email as an easy inquiry form, um, and we will get back to you immediately. You're very good, actually. You do do that. I, well, it's a service, you know. <laughs> I think um, I think it's really important to distinguish yourselves from the rest, and you do that through the small bits of service and being efficient. Yeah. No. Thank you, Arthur. No, thank you very much. Good to talk to Lovely you. To talk to you. Thank Cheers. you.